welcome to Christmas in July. Uh, welcome to you all who are here. Welcome to folks who are watching online. Glad you guys are tuning in. Uh, so it is July the 18th. Uh, it is, I recognize, a little bit strange to be celebrating Christmas when it's you know, going to be 85 degrees and humid outside. Uh, however, you know, one of the things that we missed in 2020 was being together for a Christmas Eve service. Um, and so that's part of the reason we're doing it. But, you know, here's the other thing is when it comes to Christmas at, at the Christmas time on December 24th, 25th, there's so much going on that I do wonder if sometimes we miss out on fully recognizing the birth of Jesus because we got the next thing going on. You know, I mean, is anybody leaving here to go to like five Christmas parties today? You know, does anybody have to go wrap a bunch of presents? Does anybody have to go bake for the office Christmas party? Like, we don't have any of that stuff ahead of us, and so we can actually take some time this morning and focus on and remember the birth of Jesus Christ this morning. Um, so I kind of like this Christmas in July. I don't know that we'll continue it, but uh, for this year, for today, I'm excited to look into God's Word and just to discover um, and just see the birth of Christ together and celebrate that together. If you are new to River Ridge Church or you haven't been here this summer, we're doing a summer series called Summer at the Movies, uh, where each week we're looking uh, at something about the life of Jesus or the teachings of Jesus, about the gospel, but we're using a movie as kind of the jumping off point to talk about that. Uh, and so that's why you see the Grinch-themed stuff this morning. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you just uh, that we can have some joy and celebrate and fun uh, around Christmas. But Lord, there is such a great message uh, in this for us. And I pray that you would help us to see that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, and by the way, next week's movie is Raya and the Dragon. So if you want to do a little preview, watch this week. Raya and the Dragon will be next week's um, deal. So uh, the Grinch is kind of an interesting thing. So we've got this slide which shows the three different Grinch movies, right? We've got that slide up there somewhere. Um, and she's, Katie, we've got the slide up there somewhere. There we go. Nope. Three Grinches? Three Grinches? There we go. Okay. Um, so the thing about the Grinch is there's three different Grinches. So I'm just kind of curious. Um, so the one on the, on the right is uh, the original 1966 Grinch. How many of you have seen that original 1966 Grinch? Okay, almost everybody. That's awesome. Okay. And how many, the one in the, on the left is the 2000 um, Grinch with uh, Jim Carrey. How many of you all have seen that? Wow, okay, there's a lot of Grinch fans in here. And then the middle one is the remake of 2018 with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. How many of you all have seen that? Okay, wow, there's, we got a lot of Grinch fans here. This is more representation of seeing a movie than anyone that we've done this summer. Now, I do have a question. How many of you have seen all three of those Grinches? Like, you are super Grinch. Okay, good, super Grinch. Now, how many of you have not seen any of them? Okay. <laughs> two people have raised their hand, and I'm sure there's two other people that are too embarrassed to raise their hand. They have no idea. Um, but as you know, uh, or as most of you know, except for two of you, the, the, the theme of the Grinch uh, is you've got this green Grinch, 
Uh, and he wants to steal Christmas. And so he goes into Whoville, and he steals the presents and the decorations and all that stuff. He's got a really fun sidekick named Max, who is his dog. Uh, he meets Cindy Lou Who. Uh, and then, basically, he thinks he's stolen Christmas. But then from the hills, he hears them singing uh, their Christmas songs. And so it says this at the, near the conclusion. It says, Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Yes, excellent. Um, now, I will say it's a fun story. Uh, he does, uh, the Grinch does sort of fall a little bit short or a lot short of realizing that, that Christmas is about Jesus, um, but he does realize it's a little bit more than just commercialism. Um, so here's the thing is the Grinch that we see there. Uh, that's the Grinch that we all know. But there was an original Grinch who tried to, so to speak, steal Christmas early on. His name was Herod. And I want to talk about Herod for just a few minutes as we get into the Christmas story. Um, but so Herod was the king of this area uh, where Jesus was born. Sometimes he's called Herod the Great. Uh, probably Herod the Grinch would be a better term for him. Uh, but he was incredibly wealthy, incredibly uh, enamored with himself, with his own status, with his own power. He had this place called the Herodium, which was this huge kind of palace place. It could house a thousand people. It could feed them, had them great wine and art and all that stuff. For a year, he could take care of people, a thousand soldiers in this place. So he was all about Herod. And then you have the story of the wise men. So the wise men, as you probably know the story, followed the star and they come to Jerusalem, and they stop, and they ask Herod, they say, where is the king of the Jews that we might worship him today? And so Herod doesn't know about the king of the Jews being born, and so he gathers the scribes and the Jewish people and the leaders and the smart people that he knows, and he asks them, when did Herod, or when is this king supposed to be born? And so then the wise men, they head off to Bethlehem, and then Herod says to them as they're leaving, he's like, hey, by the way, when you find him, come let me know because I want to worship him too. So then they go, they find Jesus, they worship him, they lay their gifts before him. And then in a dream, or the angel speaks, speaks to both Joseph, Mary's husband, as well as to the wise men. He tells the wise men, he says, Herod is tricking you. Go back to your own country by a different route. Don't go back and tell Herod. And then he also says to Joseph, he says to Joseph, I want you to flee to Egypt. You need to get out of here. And so Joseph takes Mary and, Je and Jesus to Egypt, and then the wise men go the other way. But Herod is not too happy about this situation. And so we read this in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16 says this, says, Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and all that region who were two years old and under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Now you think about what Herod did. He went into this small town, and he killed all the children under, all the baby boys under two years old, just to make sure that he killed Jesus because he didn't know which one was to be the king of the Jews. And you think, man, what kind of crazy, maniacal nut job would do that? 
And the fact is that that, what he did was not out of character for himself. You see, he made an order that when he died, so Herod said, when I die, I want you to execute these people. And he gave a list of people in the town. He said, I want you to execute these people so that when I die on the day of my death, go kill those people so that people will mourn on the day of my death. Like, that's a sick individual. And so that's why he does this. And so we could kind of say he is the original Grinch of Christmas. And so we have the green Grinch who wanted to steal Christmas. We have the original Grinch, Herod, who wanted to kill Jesus. And I want to read you one other verse about a Grinch of sorts. It says this. It says, the thief, this is Jesus speaking, it says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So the Grinch came to steal Christmas. Herod wanted to kill Jesus. But the thief, who is Satan, wants to steal our joy. He wants to steal our futures. He wants to steal the contentment that you have in your life. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to kill the dreams that God has put in your heart. He wants to kill the hope that you have for the future. He wants to destroy your relationships, your marriage. He wants to destroy your reputation. That's what that Grinch is about, that he came to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And today, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. That 2,000 years ago, Mary became pregnant of the Holy Spirit. And she was afraid, but an angel came to her and said, Mary, do not be afraid. And then her husband, Joseph, or her fiance at the time, found out that Mary was pregnant. And he's like, well, I know that's not my child in her belly. So I'm just going to divorce her quietly and go on about my business. But then an angel came to Joseph and said, Joseph, it's going to be okay. Take Mary as your wife. I will watch over you. I am in control. And so they're getting ready to have the baby. And then this fellow named Caesar Augustus, he says, hey, we're going to take a a census of the entire Roman area. And so everybody needs to go back to the place of their birth, the origin of where their family comes from. And so Mary And Joseph set out, Mary, nine months pregnant, go to Bethlehem. And they arrive in Bethlehem, and the city is full, and they can't find a place to stay. My guess is their parents wouldn't take him in because he's got a pregnant wife, and you know how that goes, or pregnant fiance, you know how that goes. And so they couldn't find a place at the inn. And so they found what's called a stable. It was probably a cave where horses or cows or goats or lambs, sheep lived. And it was there that Mary gave birth to the Son of God. And she took him. There was no crib. There was no bed. She put him in a feeding trough. And we call that feeding trough a manger. She laid him in the manger. And then not too far away, an angel appeared to shepherds. The shepherds were just out doing their shepherd thing, watching their sheep, and an angel appeared and said, I bring you good news of great joy that today in the city of Bethlehem, 
A Savior has been born, and He is Christ the Lord. That's the Christmas story. That the God of the universe came down in the form of a baby because He wants you to have and to live abundant life. That's the Christmas story. He came to give you abundant life. What does that abundant life look like? You know, at Christmas, we light Christmas candles, and each of these candles represents something. Should have tried this out. Any smokers in the house? There we go. So the first candle represents hope. Jesus came to give you hope. And hope is the first candle because for hundreds of years, even thousand years, people were looking forward to the coming of Jesus. But it didn't seem like the Messiah, they didn't know his name would be Jesus, but it didn't look like the Messiah was coming. And so they struggled with life and where is God and all this. And eventually the Messiah was revealed. And they had hope that the Messiah would come. Now, we sometimes think about hope as like, I hope this happens. We use it in the same way, like, I wish that we'll, this will happen, wishful thinking. But hope is not like that. Hope is confident assurance that God will do what he says he will do. Hope is the confidence that God is in control of all things and will set things right at the right time, in the right moment, in the right way. And Jesus came to earth to give us abundant life. And part of that abundant life is that we have a hope that all things will be set right in our lives at the right time in the right place. Abundant life is love. Jesus came to give you love. The love that God gives to you is contained in this verse. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The birth of Jesus is in that verse. It's contained in two words. It said, He gave. God gave. That is the birth story of Jesus that God gave him to us as a gift. Abundant life is knowing that you are fully and unconditionally loved. No matter what you have done, no matter how far you've run from God, no matter the shame that you feel, no matter the guilt that you feel, no matter the past that you have, no matter, nothing can separate you from the love of God. He also came to give us joy. Let's try that joy. There we go. There we go. He came to give us joy. And you know, joy is one of those things that we sometimes get mixed up with happiness. 
that our happiness is circumstantial. Things go well, we go on vacation, we get a promotion, we're happy, and, and something bad happens and we're not happy anymore. Happiness is circumstantial, but the great thing about the joy that God gives to us, the joy that's found in Jesus Christ, is it's not based on our circumstances. It is based on the fact that the God of the universe loves us, that the God of the universe loves you and wants a relationship with you. And there's nothing that you can do that can separate you from the love of God. And that we can have joy in our lives. Because that never changes. The fact that God desires a relationship with you, that never changes. And so we can have joy that's not based on our circumstances. And the last candle... the candle of peace. That Jesus came to this earth to give you abundant life. And part of the abundant life is that you get to have peace. And that's peace with yourself. That's peace in relationships. That's peace with your past. That's peace with your future. That's peace with what happens today. But most of all, and most importantly, that is peace with God. Listen to what it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we've been justified by faith, we can have peace with God. And that's the peace that God offers to you. And so at this time of Christmas in July, we talk about the Grinch who wanted to steal Christmas. We talk about Herod who wanted to kill Jesus. We talk about the thief that wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. But we also remember that we have abundant life of peace, of love, and of joy. And how do we have that? If we go back to the story of the wise men, we see what that looks like. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. It says, And going into the house, this is the wise men, and going into the house, they saw the child with, his, with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. You see, what they did is they came and they worshipped him. And they came and they laid down in front of him all that they had. And I encourage you, the way that we have abundant life is we do the same thing that the wise men did. We seek after Jesus, we worship him, and then we just lay our lives down. We say, all that I have is yours. All that I have, I give over to you. That is where abundant life is found. That is where true love and joy and peace and hope are found.